Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining another week of All Radio's Workmanship Podcast. Uh, this week, I have Dell with me. Hey, Dell. Hey, everyone. How's it going? So, uh, and today we're going to be talking uh, about uh, kind of the next steps of uh, sharing deep and growing deep relationships, and that is a, a right time and a right place. So, um, kind of the thought here is you know, getting you thinking and establishing good, safe places where you can have open and honest conversations. So, um, but last week we asked the question, uh, what do you do to stay encouraged when things are down and things are rough? Um, my answer, I have a bunch of different ones. My number one answer that I do on a daily basis when things are just too much as I go for a walk. Sometimes it's five minutes, sometimes it's an hour. Um, I am lucky I have a beautiful path that is right down the street from me that is basically a walk through the woods. Um, so I can get a mile, mile and a half, two mile long walk in, uh, walking through essentially woods with hardly seen civilization, even though I'm in the middle of a city. So. That is my number one place. Um, my number two place would be kayaking. Um, I like kayaking <clears throat> even more because I can leave my phone in my car. When I get out in the water, then I'm completely isolated from the world for an hour or two. And I can just like um, meditate and receive God and be able to listen better because I'm not distracted by all the distractions of the world. Um, I can do that walking, but man, I have to be super disciplined not to take my phone out of my pocket and check and see somebody texting me or, uh, look at it for whatever reason I want to, right? I do that or, you know, force myself not to listen to music or not listen to the, you know, podcast or book I'm listening to. It's a lot harder to do that on a walk for me. Um, I'll get easily distracted, but those are the two things I do to, uh, stay encouraged that are like, direct actions there and the third thing man I, I pray a lot right in the middle of really hard times you know if i'm in a hard meeting uh if i'm having a conversation that's like a difficult one with my wife around raising the kids or communicating something critical um i pray a lot i pray a lot for the right words i pray a lot for the right wisdom of how to handle the situation um I do that a ton as well. So those are the three things I do to stay encouraged um, off the top of my head. And it always ends up leading me to the same place of rejoicing that I was restless, irritable, discontent, and miserable. Um, because that's like when I get to turn everything back over to God again and everything gets better. So um, I'll turn it after that long soliloquy. I'll uh, turn it over to Dell. Yeah, I uh, I think the uh, couple things I do always is uh, number one I do the guided meditations. There's eight minutes, there's six minutes, there's everything, and a lot of times throughout the day we're just depriving ourselves of of oxygen and not breathing like we should be breathing, and it's amazing how how much that works for me just to slow my heart rate and and make sure that I'm focusing on what I really need to focus in on. Um, the other is a gratitude list. A lot of times when things get out of control in my life, uh, which is often, you know, I had a tough week this week and or last week. And um, 
I, you got to really just focus in on what you do have and not what you desire or what you don't have or what's going wrong. Um, there's a, you know, a lot of stress with whether it be work or, um, planning and scheduling a family with the new puppy, whatever it might be, just making sure that you're grateful or that I'm grateful for what I do have. Um, I listen to a lot of YouTube videos. I have channels that um, I do for motivation. I do it every morning. Um, and just to make sure that I start the day with some coffee and some motivation. Um, last but not least, uh, just like Todd, I, I, I got to walk the dog, right? Because they just have, my dogs just have a spirit of um, just letting me know what's important. They're just running around sniffing playing and, and just the purity and the innocence is nice. So I would say those are the top four things that, that I do. Um, and I do those regularly. Oh man, I totally forgot to mention the gratitude list. I, I work on that all the time. Um, especially on the things I get resentful for, right? Like nothing stops me from being resentful towards a situation or it just anything than making a gratitude list, especially about the situation or person or thing. Um, but that changes my perspective a hundred percent of the time. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, that was a, a super, super big deal one too. Right. So, and then, um, yeah, uh, having been a child of trauma, um, I learned late in life or like, just, you know, in the past five years that I like basically only do chest breathing. Right. And then when I focus on a good deep belly breath, oh man, I feel so much better. But yeah, I like spend the majority of the time just breathing with my chest and not getting a good deep belly breath in. So uh, that's another huge one, right? Where I could just be like, okay, just breathe. All right. Yep. Uh, you can feel, I can feel my heart rate just plummet just in one deep belly breath. So, um, yeah, that's, that's great. Thanks, Del. That's, yeah. uh, it's always yeah, good one, for me to remember those things. So, yeah, one thing I do, you know, I do a lot bad. We all know that and incredibly flawed yet. One thing that I do do well is every time I fill my water, which is quite often, I try to get a gallon a day. I make sure that I get belly breasts while I feed the water. So those things kind of always go hand in hand with me. So I always remember to get my, you know, four to six deep breaths from the belly while I fill my water, um, which I do quite often each day. So it's a good habit yeah. that I do have. That's cool. So uh, I probably should drink more water too. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, so today we're talking about spiritual mentorship again. Um, kind of the concept of, you know, finding at least one person uh, uh, to be kind of a spiritual mentor few people to be the people you walk through life with um that you can talk you know about everything with right and the concept here is having you know um well that's pre-stranded core uh, cord or you know a chair with three legs right like you're not going to fall over if you have three people supporting you so getting people outside of your uh you know your significant other uh, to help support you through life um, that, that way, like when things go wrong, like, you know, if I have a hard day with my wife and marriage, cause like she's just going through a hard time and, you know, whatever happened to happen that day, 
Um, the fact that I can call and get support from, uh, I have like three, four guys that I can call at any time and get really good support from. I'm um, just having that means that I'm like never like crushed. Cause like, you know, if my wife and I have a bad day at the same time, I can get the support I need and then support her through her hard time. Right. So I'm um, just having that stuff and then making a habit of going through those people and calling them, um, the big deal. So, um, today's where we're talking about is the, the right time and the right place, uh, to share the deep stuff in our life. Right. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to have a conversation with you, Dell, around the places that have worked for you to be able to share in. And um, I'll share some of those ones that have worked for me um, and the thought process behind them. Um, yeah, well, let's start the conversation about where where were good places for you that allowed you to share and feel comfortable. Yep. So I would say that the most time spent uh, for me ha- um, has been coffee shops. Um, as we know, as I venture and continue my sobriety that, uh, um, I've replaced bars and, uh, late nights with early morning coffee shops. So finding the right spot, um, is, is key. You know, it's, it's always tough with Starbucks or something. And sometimes you feel that people are listening in or something. So you got to find that, that right coffee shop, maybe go into a corner and then just understand that, um, it's okay t- to talk and it's okay to, um, reveal things um i've uh you know todd you and i have met in parks where as i was working through some some things in my life um love parks loved our meetings in parks i think that those were amazing times um and then just anything outside right uh if you have a good buddy um maybe you can go for a run together and a just nice slow pace um where you can breathe and talk um you know todd you and i have done that um, and then also walks. I think the the really the burden or the the challenging part around that is just really having the guts and the and being brave enough to let another man know, hey, you're you're important to me. You're val- I value your thoughts. I want to share my life with you and and hear your thoughts. And I think that that's the burden. Once you get over those and you and you get those three to five people in your life that you're comfortable sharing with then the coffee shops everything kind of works itself out from there but uh, i would say that you know the big step is just being brave in our society it's way easier to say hey todd why don't we uh meet at the pub and have some beers and and we'll be there till two in the morning and we won't remember anything we talked it'll be a very shallow relationship but that's society that's much more societally accepted than why don't you meet me at 6 30 in the morning for coffee so yeah. um yeah, the the coffee thing works for me. I've had so many good conversations with men over the years in coffee shops, um, especially like the small independent ones. Like it feels like all the small independent coffee shops, like it's like, like six o'clock in the morning. You can always find like like two to five, uh, especially Christian men sitting and talking. Right. Um, uh, so uh that's there like i miss going to joe's and cameron park with you that was awesome that yeah that was amazing so um even at the beginning of the pandemic where they stayed open we could sit outside and talk with everybody like in the cold 
like just like bundled up in the cold and just sit outside and talk. That was that was awesome. That that kept my sanity when things were really terrible at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, you know, the the runs with you were super cool. That that helped me a ton. Um, you know, I have I'm lucky. I have an office for my home office. Uh, and it's fairly well insulated, so I can have open conversations here. Um, I talk a lot in my garage on the phone. I have a workshop in my garage, and I'll end up being in there and talking uh, to people and having really good conversations over the phone in there. Um, so those are all the places that really have, I don't know, work great for me um, off the top of my head. And, you know, I have a friend here in town that we like uh, walk down to where we do mutual work together and as part of the business we work together. And that's an amazing one. That's fantastic. Uh, just really deep conversations that are super challenging for us both and sharpen us both. Um, so, so those are all the places that work for me. Um, some of the underlying things there that, um, I wanted to talk about or it was like timing and all that stuff. So kind of first off things like um, you can't have a deep conversation uh, when other responsibilities are around, like can't have a deep conversation in your house with a friend if uh, the kids are there. Right. And uh, they're coming in and out. Like, even though you may want to be able to have that connection, like, the kids running around being in and out, having to pay attention to them, but that that's not going to be was something that works. Right. Um, so being able to have that conversation with your uh, husband or wife and being able to say like, Hey, I need this time to be able to talk to so-and-so and being able to like get the childcare taken care of is a huge deal. So um, that's one of the things my wife and I work on really hard is making sure that um we both cover for one another when we need to have a good long conversation with somebody uh, to be able to get the support we need outside of just the two of us supporting each other. Um, so just that one right there, right? If you have kids, that's a big deal. Um, you know, you're not going to be able to have the good conversation at work or in a cubicle or any place where people can listen to you really easily. Um, uh <clears throat> And then a safe place, right? Um, but that's one of the things I like to talk about, right, uh, is a safe place. So initially, when I was first doing this, um, I had severe PTSD. I couldn't walk into a building without, like, knowing where all the exits were at, uh, being, like, hypervigilant the entire time. Um, so picking a place that's safe, right? So... For me, outside meeting at a picnic spot or like outside at a at a coffee shop outside, those are ones that really worked for me. Um, there, so that like right place, that's the safe place. So um, I don't know. That's probably the way you decided on lots of stuff, right, Dell? Those places you felt safe. Yeah, I think a lot. I think a lot comes down to. Um subconsciously you won't engage in a deep deep conversation if the thought of someone walking into the room might come in you know i mean today it's uh we all know it's 6 a.m i'm out on the side uh 
of my house today and in in the rv actually because we got a new puppy and kids and who knows who's going to wake up and start barking or come into the room and things. So, um, you know, from a planning perspective, I, it's funny that this is coming up because what I did was I have a safe spot out on the side in the RV. It's warm and it's nice and no one's going to come in. But what I forgot to do was uh, actually inform my wife I was going to be here. So alarm went off, puppies barking. So I didn't do the best job today, but I am in a uh, safe spot. So those things are absolutely important to to plan out and make sure that you have the the appropriate time allocated to have the depth of the conversations that you desire mm-hmm. you know to me that's one of the miracles of my marriage is that we both do that for one another right but that we like oh you need to have a good conversation awesome i will make sure everything is good and you get the chance to uh have your conversation right and um, my wife does that for me. I do that for her. And it's one of the things I'm most grateful for in life is that that's happening. I'm just being able to have that conversation and be like, Hey, I'm doing my podcast this morning or, Hey, you know, I need to do this meeting this night. Um, and both of us have those conversations with one another. It's one of the ways we plan our lives. So I am super grateful for that because it keeps me sane all the time to be able to do that. So, um, and it's really great when you get the support of your partner, right, to um, be able to do that. I'm sure you feel the same way, right, when Tanya supports you doing stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just, I know today I just thought I would hit the alarm. They would sleep. I'd come out and everything would be behind. Darn puppies striking in, right? So uh, mm-hmm. absolutely, though, it's a, it's important to have that support and uh maybe do a better job of informing your spouse. <laughs> yeah. Um, so places that are, you know, I mean, the not safe places are pretty obvious for the most part, right? Like uh, inside your own house probably isn't the best place. Um, the person who's your spiritual mentor might have a good place to meet in their house. Uh, a time when nobody is around my uh first sponsor uh often had time when his wife was um out doing stuff where we could meet at his house and i met there many times with him um so that works really well and then parks parks works really well there and then um yeah so those are those are the places that always work well for me um and these probably seem to be like a theme right it's kind of simple um as far as this episode goes as far as the concept goes but it's also um the most critical thing because i've made the mistake of trying to like have a conversation early on uh am i not communicating with my wife and being like oh like why are you what's going on right why are you on the phone those sorts of things right so um a lot of this i'm sharing is because it's uh all the mistakes i made when I first started doing this stuff, right, uh, was that or being a spiritual mentor to somebody and choosing like a busy Starbucks uh, to talk in. That wasn't the best place. It's just, you know, too hard for them to open up, too hard for them to talk of that stuff there. Um, and the deeper the thing you need to share, uh, the better managed privacy is, right? So, um, you know, there's so many parks I can think of that have like a 
moan picnic bench that is uh like around the thing that's great about that is it's um defensible space right you guys can see all around you when you're sharing you can gauge how far people are away um so that's a really cool one right because it's you know you have this space there so yep yeah and i think if you're aware and you look around you'll start to find spots around you where um there is people meeting and talking about depth conversations right i remember with uh being at Bella Brew and uh, it's nice, really spacey. You can kind of be in your own spot. And I remember um, um, someone I was meeting with spiritually has been mentoring me and he says, Hey, I want to pray for you. And I'm kind of freaked out at first, right? This is a couple of years ago. And I was like, Holy mackerel in public is everyone going to see. And, and we did it and looked around and no one saw. Then I go in the next day and there's a whole table full of people, uh, with books and, you know, it's a men's group there. So you can kind of look around and see where better places are. And I, and I think that's important. Um, but once you, once you get going, you start to care less a little bit. Once you find that safe spot, then you start to care yeah. less a lot about what people think. Yeah. You know, and the other thing I can, I'm thinking of is the right time, right? So, um, you know, for me and most of the men I know, the right time is early in the morning, right? You do it the first part of the day and it makes the whole day better. Um, just placing the priority on that. And for all the men I know, always works super well, right? Having that, that, that thing, the first thing in the morning. Um, my experience is the later it gets in the day, the more crisis oriented the conversation ends up getting right because it becomes um, more about all the stresses of the day that have been happening, not about what the underlying issues were that got you there. Um, so it's more managing symptoms of our, of our issues rather than working on our issues themselves. That's been kind of my experience. I'm not sure if you have the same thing though. Absolutely. I mean, if someone was to say like, Hey, what is the right time? The first value that would come into my mind would be six 30 in the morning. Right. And yeah. I don't know why that time, but it's absolutely. And I have to, you know, bolt myself, this, what I call my train. I got to bolt the train to the track every morning. So it's what I start the day with, but when you're interacting, you probably want to get some coffee, wake up a little bit. So um, absolutely in the morning, it's, it's a lot like, you know, a lot of the research I've read, maybe some things have changed. It's very similar to a workout. If you go to the gym, um, most people I talk to, the most successful workouts are in the morning, right? Before the day starts, because those excuses to not talk, to not work out, to not do the things, they, they just build up through the day. And you can easily just make excuses to, you know, cancel meetings or cancel workouts and things because you'll have the the daily grind as your excuse book. Hey, I can't do it because this happened in my life be because I didn't bolt my train to the track early enough. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I've been a part of many small groups and they almost always like meet at the evenings, right. Um, where we get to spend time together and, you know, <laughs> they're all good. And, Several of them I've had really good, deep conversations with. 
Um, but there's a distinct difference in meeting in the evenings. Um, I'm just not as sharp, right? I'm not as aware of my emotional state at the end of the day. Or I'll be aware of it, but it'll just be like one big rock emotion from what the day brought. It won't be all the complex, nuanced stuff, or I won't have the insight. So um, for me, there's something magical about sleep, or when I wake up, and I know I'm going to have a conversation that day. Um, well, I just know what I'm supposed to talk about, right? That like, there, there's something amazing about sleep that just brings clarity to everything for me. Um, and sometimes I teach my boys, right? They'll be like, oh, you can't do that math problem. All right, do it first thing in the morning tomorrow. And, you know, sleep tomorrow morning, you'll be able to do it in an instant. And it works so many times, right? Um, so that is the other thing there. So right time in the right place. So really a simple, I don't know. It's a simple thing, but it's also important, right? Like, um, I remember seeing, you know, a, a documentary about Bill Walton and, you know, the first thing he taught every year at the new beginning of a basketball season was how to put on your shoes and socks right, right? So you don't get blisters when they're practicing, you know? And it's it's like, oh, man, I know how to put on shoes and socks, but obviously some people didn't because when he didn't teach it, you know, people get, you know, uh, blisters and not be able to practice, right? So, um, So some of those things are some pretty basic basic stuff but um i don't know there's something magical about making sure the basic stuff happens so yeah um and and todd i i would agree that um it is the simplest thing but it's probably one of the most important and just like to use your example right tying your shoes is it's not hard it's really important though if you're gonna go out for a run it's uh it's, you know, the way you put your shoes on and your socks is a lot more important than what T-shirt you wear or, uh, you know, what what playlist you have on. So those simple things are just critically important. Yeah, yeah. That's why I wanted to have this conversation and talk about it and get, get everybody's wheels rolling around the plan, right? Um, and, is you know, it was something when I first had a counselor early on in recovery talking about safe places, right? Like finding and developing good safe places is highly critical in life, right? It just is. Especially for me when I had all these wounds and PTSD and um, those like trauma that would just pop up all the time. You know, being able to have a safe place was super, super important to me. Like, I didn't even realize it, right? That, and, and that, um, that was the beginning of me being able to be not hyper vigilant all the time because I was able to find some safe places where I didn't have to be that, right? Um, so that was a big deal, especially for those of us who are, who are hyper vigilant. Um, I know many of them, and it's really rough to be that in that place, right? So, um, yeah so um so my question today uh as we kind of get towards the end of uh our conversation here um for everybody is going to be for next week um i was thinking about like what's your safe place but 
we've we've already like Dell and I have already had that conversation. Um, so I think we probably need to do something different. And this one is another one I learned in uh, recovery and in um, in like my counseling sessions and stuff was um, picturing a creating a safe space in your own mind. So um, it's an exercise I did multiple different times. Um, where when things get really emotionally tough in a situation, I can keep a deep breath and focus on a safe place in my mind. So um, we'll go ahead and answer that question next week. Like, where is it you can go to even when the situation isn't particularly safe or it's really difficult or like, you're in the middle of a meeting or you're parenting your kids or whatever, where you can take a deep breath and get to in your mind. So uh, we'll answer that one next week. Cause I think that's the last safe place that uh, we can talk about uh, there, right. Is that. So that'd be the exercise for this week is like meditate on and figure out a safe mental place for you to go so you can take those four or five deep breaths and then come back into the situation. So we'll talk about that next week. So, um, Del, would you like to pray us out or do you want me to do it today? I will let you do it, sir. All right. Uh, God, thank you so much for this time with my friend Del. And I just want you, uh, God to, uh, please come into the lives of all the people that are listening and, um, help bring your peace and prosperity and love and kindness and most importantly healing into people's lives in jesus name we pray amen right.